Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of JM Rewind. JM Rewind gives us an opportunity to check out some of the recent guests who've been on JM in the AM. Russell Robinson, CEO of JNF USA. He joined us the day before Tubishvat. Here's that conversation with Russell Robinson at JM Rewind on the Nahum Siegel Network. Well, it's no secret that we're celebrating Tubishvat tomorrow here at JM in the AM. Mayor Weingarten and I, probably for the, oh gosh, I'd have to figure this out, probably the 28th consecutive year. I think 28 makes sense, somewhere in that area. Uh, we'll be hosting and celebrating a Tubishvat special tomorrow between 6 and 9 a.m. right here at JM in the AM. It is uh, wonderful to have JNF USA as a presenting sponsor of tomorrow's Tubishvat special. I do want to remind everybody that they are in the middle of an amazing campaign. It's called, For Those You Can't See, Plant a Tree. What a meaningful way to spread the love and let the people you care about know you're thinking of them. It's easy. Visit jnf.org slash trees, jnf.org slash trees. Call 1-800-542-8733, 1-800-542-8733, and choose a certificate to send to your friends. They'll get a lovely, thoughtful gift from you, and you'll help green the land of Israel. It's a win-win situation. Visit jnf.org slash trees or dial one 800 542 Three three and JNF uh, JNF USA has not allowed this Tubishvat to go by without taking advantage of the fact that Tubishvat allows us to focus more in the classroom um, about Israel, focus more on the land of Israel, and they put together an amazing uh, an amazing uh, packet, educational packet that has been sent around to God knows how many hundreds of schools uh, that'll be in use tomorrow all across the country and probably the world uh, with a whole bunch of great information, wonderful photos, some great project ideas, and they even tossed into my packet. I assume everyone got this. They even tossed into my packet a special packet of JNF parsley seeds. So if I'm in the mood to do some planting tomorrow, although frankly I wish it was in Israel, I'd be able to do so as well. The longtime CEO of JNF USA is our wonderful friend, Russell Robinson. We love having him on the air, and he is with us live via telephone on this Erev Tubishvat. Russell Robinson, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Well, thank you for having me. I love being on your show, especially on Tubishvat, but all the times, Nachum, and 28 years ago, uh, you said, but I also believe you have the certificate that we sent you when you started your show. Are you kidding me? I certainly do. It's in a prominent location. And I, and I think you always, re- I shouldn't say, I, this isn't fair to accuse you of this, but you may have rolled your eyes a drop when I said it would be impossible to set up this network without recognition by having a pla- a tree planted in honor of NSN in Israel by JNF. But you took me seriously. You took me seriously. You came for the big presentation. It was you, you, you really made a dream come true, so I thank you. Well, thank you, Nachum. And I don't know if you received the watering bill, but uh, we'll forward it on to you. It's uh, with uh, interest. As soon as you show me which one is specifically my tree, I'll be more than happy to pay for the watering bill. Uh, (laughs) Let's start with this great idea. People have been separated for a long time, and you and I, in the last conversation we had back in August, we oh, no, excuse me, it was not August, it was Cholomoit Sukkot, we lamented that we had not been in Israel in quite a while, even people like us who do travel regularly and have that blessing of traveling regularly to Israel, and now 
uh, you've given us an opportunity to remind us that not only are we separated from the land and the people of Israel, but there are people who are generally right around us that we've been isolated from. And what a great idea to plant the tree in their honor. So kudos to JNF for that. Well, thank you, Nock. I mean, if you really, it's kind of back to the future if you look at it. If you imagine, when we started this whole certificate tree planting program, I believe it was uh, about 80 years ago. Wow. You know, it was a way for the diaspora Jewry, by the way, before the state of Israel, establishment of the state of Israel, right. uh, to how to connect to that land. Yeah. And so you did not see that land. Let's, let's all remember, you know, it wasn't like we got on our airline and took the nonstop flight. It was 2,000 years of yearning. So we were doing that, not seeing the land, planting trees in memory and in, in, in anniversary and birthdays and celebration. And so it's kind of back to the future, but yeah. we can't be in Israel. But for yourself, for your friend, for your loved one, for just a memory of someone, Plant a tree and know that now, today, in that soil of Israel, you're still doing it. Uh, easy to do, everybody. Again, it's jnf.org slash trees or the toll-free number at 1-800-542-8733. Russell, you guys don't let an opportunity go by when it comes to uh, educating our young people and really everybody about the land of Israel. Tell me about this packet that I received. I'm assuming hundreds of schools around the country got it. No, 613, <laughs> I have to nice. tell you, by, by some unbelievable, crazy coincidence, 613 schools wow. are, are, are getting the packet. Over 3,400 children wow. are participating. So when you think about the future, because, you know, you think about yourself, uh, Nachum, think about that memory of that tree in, in preschool and, and, and that, that uh, uh, connection to that land today and tomorrow. There's going to be over 3,000 children having that memory that they're going to talk about 15, 20, 30, 50 years from now. Yeah. And so it's not only the education of Tubishvat, which I think is so important because as a Jewish people, we should know that we are the originators of Earth Day. And we should take that and celebrate. Who else celebrates uh, a, a new year for the earth like we do. And to have all those children participating, connecting to Israel, that's the special uniqueness of Tuvishvat Jewish National Fund in this moment. And we should mention, um, and you and I have had an opportunity to discuss this topic before, uh, these are Jewish schools all across the board. I mean, we're talking, sometimes people don't realize that, you know, no matter what uh, someone's ritual observance might be, no matter what, uh, no matter how much they are or are not affiliated in general with Jewish communities, there's tremendous spirit for Israel among families around this country. So we're talking about schools of all types getting this activity um, 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 a book or activity box, I should say, and, um, and being connected to Israel uh, through JNF. And I remember as an elementary school kid how important Tu B'Shvat was. I remember it. I'm telling you. I, I, it, it, you know, every little bit, every time we go to a parade and every time we go to a demonstration, every time we observe Tu B'Shvat in the diaspora, all this has a cumulative effect to get us as adults to be lovers of the land of Israel. So this is really, really important. And by the, and by the way, the parsley seeds are uh, in the envelope because it'll help uh, the make-your-own Herzl Chia Pet activity that JNF is proposing. And I'm not kidding, folks. There's actually, exactly. there's actually a Herzl Chia Pet activity and the parsley seeds, which I thought I would just plant, <laughs> the parsley seeds are being used for that purpose. So it, it, there's a lot of creativity here. You have a lot of people doing creative stuff to make it fun for the kids. 
Absolutely, because again, I go back. You you remember as a kid. Yep. We want those memories to be there, and so imagine that tomorrow, like I said, over three thousand. And you're right, from all denominations yep. and all 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 kinds of people from around this country, and and participating and participating, connecting to Israel. And participating in planting a tree and, and doing the exercise, learning about Theodor Herzl, learning about Zionism, and that memory, when they're going to do it tomorrow, yes, it'll be virtual, and, and they're not going to have all the same experiences maybe we had, but they're going to remember, and you know what, there'll be a radio station, um, you know, in, in 30 years from now, and they'll be talking about, I remember when I was a kid. No question about it. And I love the fact that they included all the biblical texts so that the kids could see that all of this can come straight from the Torah, straight from the Bible, and that you've included all these different things, the fun stuff, the uh, the academic stuff, everything in one packet for people to enjoy. And I hope the teachers who are listening right now, I hope you've gotten your box from JNF and that you're going to incorporate it into tomorrow's schedule right after our JN, JNF, JM and the AM Two Bishvat special ends. You get into the classroom and make sure to inspire the children. Now, one other thing that was in the box Another box, the very, very amazing and iconic JNF blue box. Uh, this is a little bit different than the one that I saw in Jonathan Greenstein's catalog. Do you ever see the Greenstein catalog, by the way, Russell? Do you ever see it? Yes, I did. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I was thinking about how my collection could go. But uh, I think of uh, you. Yeah, every- I saw it. And by the way, we see it all the time. People who have had collections, you know, all their life, their grandfather's collections. Uh, so it's an amazing, uh, iconic uh, uh, piece of, of Judaica now. There was one in the catalog from this past Sunday's auction. That was, I think, 1901 Palestine. That, that, and it was a box. I think I've seen all of the you know, iterations of the JNF blue box. This was one I never saw before. So it, it's just it's unbelievable. These have become real collector's items in the Jewish world. The one I have in my hand is not a collector's item yet. This is the 2021 edition. But it does tell the story of the blue box. i got to read this with you on. Give me a second. It says the first JNF collection box, box was actually Theodore Herzl's hat, which he used at the 5th Zionist Congress in 1901 when he asked delegates for donations to purchase land in Eretz Yisrael to reestablish a Jewish homeland. Two weeks later, the iconic blue box, or pushka, was born, stamped with the words National Fund. Small tin boxes were distributed to Jewish communities across the globe. They numbered over one million by the start of World War II. So as much as we joke around, this box had a lot to do with connecting to the land and practically buying land in the land of Israel. Right. Really, if you look at it, uh, 120 years ago, you know, people were, and and they didn't have a a radio station. They didn't have the information that we could have today instantaneously. You know, they had to dream. They had to hope. And and they put their, and those coins were major gift uh, pieces. So you've got to understand, they were putting money, money that was taking food off of their plate, Nachum, and they were giving it to what? A 2,000-year dream to repurchase the land of Israel. And all of that together really shows about who we are as a people, that we're about that great vision and that great adventure. And, and, and that's what's so special about us, and that's why the, the movement of the Jewish people is stronger than ever before. Oh, it is so true. Well said. And we don't realize the sacrifice and commitment made. Now, you know, people from that generation would laugh at the complaints that we have. Even now, during COVID, when we can't get to Israel, 
people would say, yeah, but you know, once this thing is over, you're 10 hours away <laughs> and you're able to walk the land freely and watch it being built. Hey, what's, what's going on now? I mean, you're always involved in, in so many projects, whether it's, uh, I mean, I can go through an entire list of things. What's, what's on the JNF uh, plate right now? What are you trying to build in Israel? So I could I could talk from the the north. We're building a culinary institute up in Kiryat Shimon, right, Galilee Culinary Institute. Right. Uh, but I'm going to just talk very quickly, if I may, Nachum, on the biggest project ever in the Jewish world. And now that's a big statement. Yeah. But we're building a village, a 20 acre Zionist village in Beersheba, for expanding our high school in Israel, in which we have had over 1,500 students a year for a semester abroad experience. We want to take that to five thousand where they'll get their AP calculus courses but they'll get four thousand years of Jewish history. We're gonna have college students coming on gap year, ours and others at our village. We're gonna have post college students having one year internships at technology and biomedical uh, fields in Israel. And can you imagine every Shabbat they'll go to somebody's home for Shabbat dinner. When they come back they will know the people on the streets of Beersheba and Kiryat Shemona. They will know the people of Israel and an adult education Zionist Center for synagogues and teachers to come and to learn and to have a hotel there. It's going to be all the biggest project happening, the International Israel Education Village in Beersheba. We're now in the planning stages for the next six months. We have focus group if people want to be on it. Come online on jnf.org. And it is going to build the new conversation of the Jewish people, the conversation about our shared destiny and our shared values. How long will that project take? In five years, you and I are going to cut the ribbon together. It is so amazing. It is so incredible what you're saying. And it will attract people from everywhere students from, I mean, God knows from what, how many corners of the earth to come and to explore Israel as they continue their education. And what could be better? What could be better? We know what it's going to lead to. It's going to lead to more and more people gravitating to the Holy Land and getting there on a permanent basis. And you being a partner with Nefesh Benefesh, I'm sure you're in favor of that, frankly. A hundred percent. And you know what? We're going to broadcast the show from our, our new village when Woo! we open uh, Nahum, because you are part of that new conversation, part of the conversation for the generation of tomorrow, the conversation that at this moment in the crossroads that we are in Jewish life, that a Jew from Brazil and Birmingham, Alabama yeah. Yeah. Uh, will come together and have a conversation. And the world is shrinking with technology, with the WhatsApp, with the messaging. And we in the Jewish world have to understand that it is not just our neighborhoods anymore. We're a Jewish community of 15 million Jews around the world, and we have to talk to each other. It's what our prophets guaranteed, what we as lay people always dreamed about. It's just incredible what's, uh, uh, what's um, uh, coming forth from the land of Israel. Are you having uh, any dried fruit tomorrow? What's on your Tubishvat menu for tomorrow? So we're having a, <laughs> a virtual <laughs> staff Tubishvat, you know. So uh, I have a town hall every two weeks with my staff uh, across the country. So we'll do a Tubishvat. So we're all going to have some fruits and drink some, uh, uh, um, not wine, because we're working. Um, uh, uh, but we'll drink different grape juices and we'll, we'll go through a short Tubishvat program. And so all of us will be participating in it. And if I can say, Nakam, there's sure. two things that I do want to bring out as well, yeah. because it is Tubishvat. First, there has been an increase of people getting pets during this quarantine. Right. Ah, so 
Go online on jnup.org forward slash trees, and we have a pet certificate. So plant a tree <laughs> in honor of your pet or the person who got a pet or the child or the grandparent and plant a tree and post it on your uh, social media that here's the tree. Uh, we're doing it, Marcy and I, for our buddy, uh, which my daughter came home from Israel on Rosh Hashanah. She stayed for two months. And uh, uh, somehow in that two months, we ended up getting a puppy, and she went back to Israel. So, um, <laughs> And now you're taking care of him, huh? <laughs> yeah, so we, we love Buddy. We're planting a tree for Buddy. And also, uh, we have a couple of donors who have donated this, did, without telling you to do it or not to do it. But if you go get a COVID-19 shot, go online, get a free tree planted for you. And uh, it's uh, provided by a couple of our donors who just said anybody who gets a shot deserves a tree. And so you go online, it's free of charge on jnf.org forward slash trees. And if you got a shot, get it. I don't know if you could use it as your certificate of authenticity, but why not? Well, I'll tell you something. Anything that encourages people to get vaccinated is wonderful, and that's a great thing that JNF is doing. So if it's an incentive for you folks, now you have an opportunity to have a tree planted, go get your vaccine. And now I understand why it's a Herzl Chia pet that's this year's project, because the, the pet theme is certainly a dominant one during COVID-19. Is Buddy going to be tuned in tomorrow morning? Is he generally tuned into our specials, or uh, he may pass on the Tubishvat special? I'm, I'm telling you, we're going to get Buddy to be listening in. <laughs> After all, you never know. Someone may actually plant the tree on his behalf. You never know. Right. Uh, Russell, I thank you. Happy to be spot and continued success. JNF USA is amazing, and it's a pleasure to see the work that they're doing on a regular basis. Thank you very much, and really, uh, a hak to everybody. And, and just to take that moment, because if I may, just for one sure. second, Malcolm, take that moment. This is that moment to be spot where it's a magical moment, the seeds, the, the roots, underneath the ground are now going to start opening up and allowing the water to flow in it. The, the, the trees are going to start blooming very soon. Uh, we're all in this darkness of, of quarantine. Tubishvat is a matter of that life cycle beginning. And let's celebrate the earth. Let's celebrate each other. And Haksameh to everybody. Thank you so much, Russell Robinson, everybody. Incredible. Thank you to JNF USA. Tubishvat is tomorrow. Chag Pretty amazing, huh? You'll hear that song again tomorrow that I can guarantee. Tu bishvati gia, hashkedia porachat. Oh, you'll hear it tomorrow, all right. <laughs> it's Erev Tu Bishvat at JMDA. My thanks to Russell Robinson, jnf.org slash trees. <laughs> He's CEO of JNF. And, uh, yeah, it's amazing. I'll tell you, everyone's buying pets. They figure out a way. 
<laughs> to capitalize by having people plant trees in honor of those pets. I got to give them credit. And the, the the blue box, which is barely blue, by the way. The new blue box is barely blue. But it looks great. It really looks great. And um, it's part of the, I'm sure you can get it online from JNF.org. But it was part of this packet that was sent to me representative of what they're sending or what they've sent already all around the country to 613 schools. Um, all these projects, including uh, the Herzl Chia Pet, the biblical texts about trees, appreciating trees in our own neighborhoods and communities. Lots of cool stuff. And the parsley seeds, which I was going to plant, are for the Chia Pet Project. Uh, jnf.org slash trees or 1-800-542-8733. JM and the AM, good morning. That was my conversation with Russell Robinson. Kat Kamak is a congresswoman from Florida, and she had a very interesting strategy having to do with uh, her neighbor in the United States House of Representatives office building. Kat Kamak, a recent guest of ours on JM and the AM, here on JM Rewind at the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, United States Representative Catherine Kat Kamak is with us live via telephone. We'll congratulate her. She won the election and became um, the uh, representative from Florida's 3rd District back on January the 3rd at the swearing-in ceremony. And uh, since then has, um, has said some things that our audience needs to pay attention to because of her courage and bravery. Uh, Representative Kat Kamak, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Hey, thank you so much for having me on, and pleasure to be with you guys this morning. Appreciate that. Congratulations to you. Uh, I know that um, it's an interesting time to serve the public in Washington, D.C., and you now have— At least. (laughs) say the least is right. And now you have that responsibility in Florida's third, which includes uh, Gainesville and the— surrounding areas what got our attention i know you know this what got our attention is that very early on after you were elected you made it very clear that you had found out that you're a neighbor in washington your office is an office neighbor uh to uh, michigan democrat uh, rashida tlaib who's been pretty outspoken in terms of being pro bds and has a lot of interesting things to say about israel in general and you made it clear that you'd be planting an Israeli flag outside of your door so when your neighbor walked by, she would no doubt notice it. Can you give us a flag update, Representative Kamak? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and, you know, it, it should come as no surprise. I campaigned very heavily on the fact that I have been a staunch supporter of Israel um, for years. And, uh, it was actually the day that I found out that I was going to be uh, next door neighbors with her, and I had just seen another article, and I, I say another because the, these mentions and attacks that seem to come from, from that side of things uh, against uh, Israel is never-ending, apparently. And I had just finished reading an article, and, and I was doing an interview and, and you know, talked about, you know, I'm going to show my support by planting this flag outside my door. No different than when you see people walking around, you know, members of Congress with the lapel pins of other nations' flags on their on their jackets or dresses. And, um, and, and so that's, you know, brought us to here today. But I cannot tell you 
how many hateful and violent people have come out of the woodwork since I made that announcement. It, it has been uh, astounding, really. Um, I've received death threats. Uh, my family's received death threats. It's It's been pretty uh, terrible how how hateful people have been in response to my, my announcement. And quite frankly, it hasn't deterred me one bit. In fact, it's made me want to do it even more. And um, and it just, again, shows shows me how alive and well anti-Semitism is in the world and, and in our country and even in Congress. And so that's, that's been um, pretty disheartening. But as far as the flag update, as of this morning, it is planted outside our office right next to uh, the American flag, which, of course, you know, that is. That is uh, something very important that we have out front of our office, our American flag, the state of Florida, a POW flag. I'm the granddaughter of a POW who actually fought in Nazi Germany. He was in a, uh, in a Nazi camp. Wow. And um, so th- it's all very symbolic and meaningful to me to have that right outside my office as we continue to support Israel and, and, and our friends. Uh, uh, over there and and even here in the United States. What has been the reaction? Has your neighbor said anything about it? You know, uh, she hasn't, uh, to my knowledge. Um, I think uh, there was an article where she mentioned, um, uh, you know, that she acknowledged that I was going to do that, but um, has really kind of avoided me at all costs. But again, with COVID, you know, it's interesting because we don't really see a whole lot of right. uh, folks on the left. They uh, they typically proxy vote. Um, so I haven't even really had the opportunity to see or meet her. I would also hope, I mean, we're talking about our representatives in Washington, and you've certainly seen the type. Uh, I would hope that, that, that she and you w- would have a cordial relationship, that even if you're uh, completely on you know different sides when it comes to certain issues, I, I would hope even with this you know heated uh, atmosphere that we now have in D.C., uh, I-, I would hope that still representatives could at least get along cordially and, and understand and, and, um, and tolerate uh, other positions in that building. Do you anticipate that that could happen? You know, and that's the sad part is especially this month, we've seen some incredible violence, which has been horrific and disgusting, take place in our nation's capital, um, which everyone should fully condemn that violence. No question. Uh, The thing that I would like to get to, and I would be completely open to this, is having a discussion with people of uh, opposing opinions. That's how we that's how we best serve our constituents is by having that robust debate and having respect for differing opinions. Um, The fact that uh, COVID has really left Congress in such a way that we don't get to even really see each other and have those discussions, I think is a disservice to all the people that we represent across the country. So absolutely, I would love to, to get to a place where it's less of sound bites and more of a discussion that moves uh, the needle in a positive way forward. Um, it's really detrimental having all these this back and forth in the media of this person said this and this person's attacking that person. That's that's not helpful to anybody. So eventually, I'm hope I'm hopeful that we'll get a chance, especially as neighbors, to sit down and and have a discussion. Representative Kat Kamex with us, Florida's third, uh, congratulating her on her victory and thanking her for the 
flag announcement. I'll, I'll move on to the topic of Israel in general in a second. I'm just curious, have any members of the House, including the um, a leadership of the House or, or others that claim to be supporters of Israel, have they expressed um, uh, any type of reaction regarding the flag story? Have you heard from any of your colleagues on this? Yeah, actually, I've, I've heard from a few uh, colleagues uh, saying, hey, that's a great idea. Oh. I want to do the same. <laughs> Good. I would hope Senator Schumer, who always claims to be a big friend of Israel and represents our community in Washington, I would hope he would do the same thing, but uh, I won't hold my breath. Um, have you ever had an opportunity to be in Israel, or is it something that you'd like to uh, undertake at some point? You know, I, I have had the, the pleasure of traveling to Israel and spending some time there uh, as a chief of staff several years ago. I think it was about May of 2013. I traveled there um, on official business um, as a chief, and it, that's really what started my love for and, and, and respect and understanding of Israel and, and her people and, and really the geopolitical dynamic that exists there. It's so hard uh, to listen to people talk about the dynamics of Israel and 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 all the challenges there when they haven't really set foot on on uh, on the ground. So that really started my my appreciation for for that dynamic and really the relationship that exists between the United States and Israel. And I'm hoping, uh, particularly now that I've received my my two assignments, my committee assignments as of last night, that I get an opportunity to go back to Israel. And uh, eventually I would love to lead a delegation. I now serve on the House Agriculture Committee and the House Homeland Security Committee. Mm. I would love to lead a delegation out there, particularly with um, folks from our agricultural community here in the United States. No one does uh, innovation better than Israel. They really have made the desert bloom. And so I would love to talk about how we can uh, deepen and strengthen our ties between our two nations, talking about innovation, research, and development. And I think ag is a great place to start as we look towards the challenges of the future. Oh, if only you can convince your office neighbor how a good relationship with Israel would only benefit the people that she cares about. If only, if only. Um, I don't give up faith on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I won't lose faith. I'm gonna, I'll put my faith in you on that because it sounds like you're, you're willing to go ahead and at least give it a try. Um, I'm curious because uh, I, I saw you're originally from uh, Colorado and now you're in Florida. Uh, I assume this happened pre-COVID because, as you know, once COVID hit, it seems people from all 49 other states have wanted to gravitate to the Sunshine State. When did you first get there? So I actually came here um, about 10 years ago. Um, I had just graduated college in, in Colorado, and due to a big government program under the Obama administration, my family, we lost our small cattle ranch. Oh, yeah. And it was during that time that I really made the decision that I was going to get involved in politics, because if big government could uh, take my family's livelihood away and, you know, take away our, our living situation and harm us in such a way I knew that other people across the country were in the same boat. So I had made the decision to uh, work for a man who was getting ready to run for Congress at that time. Uh, I didn't know him. His, his nephew called me and said, hey, I've got an uncle in Florida and uh, I know you're looking for a job. So I, I moved across the country, uh, worked on his campaign, and then joined his official office. And um, so I like to joke that I uh, 
I, I went from homeless to the House of Representatives, and <laughs> now my husband, who's a Gainesville native here in Florida, you know, we, we call the third district home. And um, it's funny how people find themselves in Florida. You know, there's always a Florida man story. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of great people here and, and a lot of people from across the country and really around the world that, that find a home here. So it's a great district, great state. And I encourage anyone who wants to uh, experience the, the sunshine year-round to come on down. And as you know, the population of your state is expanding ever since the beginning of this pandemic. Yes, yes. <laughs> we are we are open for business. Uh, kids are in school. We, are, we have dealt with, I believe, and of course I'm biased as a Florida representative, I think we have dealt with the pandemic in really the best way possible, focusing on science and data, um, not not caving to arbitrary uh, lockdowns that just damage economies left and right and devastate families and businesses. It's It's been truly horrific to watch what's happening in some states across the country like New York and oh, California. Don't, don't convince us. I'm on the DeSantis <laughs> for New York governor uh, campaign, so you don't have to convince us. Uh, Catherine Kat Kamek, 3rd uh, District, Florida. Uh, she uh, became officially became uh, a member of the United States House of Representatives on January the 3rd, just uh, three weeks ago. She's the youngest Republican woman serving in the U.S. House of Representatives. Thanks so much for the flag. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. I look forward so much to meeting you down in Washington one of these days. And our best regards to everybody down in the Sunshine State. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Have a great week. Kat Kamek. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah, she would welcome a uh, conversation, a real serious, respectful conversation with uh, Rashida Tlaib. The problem is that people who have certain political positions are not entitled to peaceful conversations. They're entitled to only being shut down and uh, being shut out of the uh, conversation. So different than it was 10, 20 years ago in this country. Anyway, my thanks to... uh, Congresswoman Kamak for joining us here at JM in the AM. Tuesday morning broadcast, plenty more coming up here at JM in the AM. That was my conversation with Congresswoman Kat Kamak. Ellie Schwabel was with us. He's out with a brand new song. We featured it on a new music alert day. Here's my conversation with Ellie Schwabel on JM Rewind on the Nahum Siegel Network. Monday morning, JM in the AM as we head back to school, back to work. Ellie Schwabel coming up just one minute from now at JM in the AM. We are the broken people Living our lonely lives All of the good and evil We are the broken people We are the broken people Wandering through the night Longing for what is needful We are the broken people It's a brand new single 
Ellie Schwabel with a brand new single, single entitled Hole With You. And we'll do it in its entirety. In fact, it was unusual for me to do it before the interview, frankly, but I wanted everyone to get a flavor for what this new single is like. Ellie Schwabel and the complete Hole With You coming up in just a, a few minutes here at JMM once we've spoken to our special guest. A new music alert Monday. A new music alert Monday. Ellie Schwabel with us live via telephone on a Monday at JM in the AM. Again, the single is called Hole With You. Ellie Schwabel, welcome back to JM in the AM. Welcome. It's my honor every time I come here. I just love it. So thank you for having me, and it's an honor to be with you. I appreciate that. You know, I feel, it's funny, I feel so connected to you, even though we're never in touch. And I'll tell you what I mean. First of all, first of all, I've gotten re-obsessed with no Delacha. I don't know if people have told you, but I have been playing it. I've been playing it so often. I've become re-obsessed with your no Delacha, which is, of course, the single you released when, thank God, you recovered from COVID-19. Are you still getting great reaction to that song? Yeah, you know, it's, I, I get emails all the time. I get calls, texts. I just want you to know uh, it's got me through a hard time in life. We're going through a rough times. Having this gratitude really, really... I, I have emails constantly and it's really really it's really special for me and it's like it's kind of weird to be that for people it's like oh i hear it's that like a, it's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's not a humbling thing it's 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 not in reality meaning it can't be me it's something that's just outside of me i would call it the rabbinic loyalum that just sent something through me Gotti wrote the song i was working on it with him for two years and we were Talking, it just came out of me at that time as just to so to be so. I'm so grateful to be alive, to be able to do what I love to do, to touch this piano, to sing, and it was just that flow of pure haida and thanks and gratitude to Rebarnish Shalom for to be able to live a day and do what I love to do. I just and um, so. Well, you know, it's a it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Well, that's one of the reasons why I feel connected to you. The second thing is, which you're going to probably find funny, I don't think it's I don't I don't reveal all my personal information on the air, but I think this people realize after all these years, uh, I've had I've had nine foot surgeries, and therefore every Monday morning, with rare exception, there are exceptions obviously, but every Monday morning, with rare exception. I have to go at 9 a.m. to my foot doctor. That's the deal I have with him, that my foot must be checked once a week forever, right? <laughs> wow. It's, it's going to be a problem if I do move to Israel. It'll be a problem. I'll have to find a different doctor, but okay. But anyway, the point is, what happens every Monday morning at 9 a.m., aside from Mayor Weingarten presenting his Israel show on the Nahum Single Network? What else happens Monday morning at 9 a.m.? I want you to know my Rebbe's. Sidder Alive, Rav Daniel Kohn, the Rav of Batayin, who I, want, I, 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 I credit with changing my life. I, I, I met him nine years ago, and my Rebbe, we have this, um, we have this Instagram Live um, that we do every Monday morning and Wednesday and Friday from 9 to 9.30, and my Rebbe just teaches us, and he doesn't teach, he just, he is. And just by his way of being and the way he expresses tefillah, the way he gives it over in a brand new way that I never, ever understood. I feel like a three-year-old. He took me from being kind of like, davening was kind of like a scary type of thing that I had to do to one of the most beautiful, 
um, effusive experiences, um, just a connection to a beautiful relationship with God. And I, he really, I told him this. I just told him this. I said, Rebbe, you took me from being someone who was kind of like trying to find my way in life, lost, and, you know, to someone full of gratitude, to love of Yiddishkeit, love of Eretz Yisrael, love of the and most importantly, a beautiful relationship with God. So and, what? So, so let me yeah, just... So I, so I, me, first of all, Nachum, I, I call you out there. I, I say, know. When I see you on there, I say, everybody, Nachum Spiegel's here, and then I don't see you. I, you got to respond over there. I'll, I'll, love, you know? I'll tell you. First of all, I, 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 whenever I see that you're going live, and usually I'm in the Uber at about 9.05 on Monday morning, and I, and I see you're going live, I always press, because I'm always curious to see what the discussion is, but then I feel bad because I'm at the doctor's office a few minutes later and I gotta, I gotta run in. So I once once you started calling my name, I said, okay, I can't log on anymore because I feel terrible that I'm there for a few minutes and then I have to leave. And then you're out. And then you're out. Yeah. So but I but I want to but I want to but I want to but I want to get my Rebbe on with you. But I want to um, but I want to tell you before the kids are alive next time. But I want to tell you. But I want to tell you something that. Even even three four minutes of that segment is really valuable. Like I got to tell oh. people that if you're watching, and believe me, you know I, I don't want to upset my own staff because we have great programming on at nine a.m. on Monday morning, and I don't want people not to listen to Mayor's show. But I have to say that if you're in a situation where you're near Instagram Live, or it, 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 just a few minutes of what you do with him is really valuable. So I, if you see me leave after a couple of minutes, I'm apologizing to you publicly, but I want you to know that you ha- – and you can tell him this. And you can tell him this, that I, I feel two, three, four, five minutes of listening is an enhanced experience. Nothing, you are – you have no idea what you're doing for me right now. I'm serious. I'm going to start crying because I want you to know um, I'm getting this from a lot of people. I, I – I, 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 He's, he's writing a he's writing a safer down his there, and I called up three friends of mine. There was a there was a cost for it, and I said, "Okay, oh, you guys are watching," and it was thousands and thousands of dollars. They said, "Please take my, the, please how can I help?" Because my Rebbe is a gem, that he's the Rav of Bat Ayin and Eretz Yisrael. He's 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 the posek of the entire he's the, of the town. He he does he sits and learns all day and teaches. And he was teaching Israelis, and I found him in a corner in Nachlaot when I was looking for a Rebbe. I was looking and looking. I said, please, I was davening, give me, give me someone I can speak to that understands the world the way I do, that sees the world the way I do in, in, a, in, in an artistic way, in a musical way. He's, my Rebbe is a world-class clarinetist. So he has a real he, he's understanding on, of... He's, he's on Nodolacha, by the way, folks. Yes, he is. Yes, I said, I put him there. I said, Rebbe... You're one of the reasons that I need you on there. So please, he's the first one who starts the solo. I made sure that um, everyone played together. But, but the, 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 the greatness, when I, when I went to sit down and see Shira, someone said, by the way, you know, there's a, rab, there's a rabbi teaching in, the cor- in, in some little shul in the bottom of Nachlaot to six balabatim, Israeli balabatim. And I walk in and I sit down for three hours and I just started crying and saying, oh my God. And I said, this is the... This is Asela Harav. This was, I ran after him. I didn't stop. I said, please teach me, teach me, teach me. So now and I would go. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I would, no, no, I would go, I would go to Batayan. I would sit there with, uh, with two or three other people for four hours at a shot where my Rebbe would teach us 
the Rav Aaron Alev Mishrasela, when he would learn a Gemara, the way he would explain how how these people, how you know, how Chazal think, what they what they were trying to give over in a very very real spiritual sense and a real psychological and you know, just combining every aspect of real human um, and yid, real human life and what it means to be a Jew and what it means to be in a relationship with God and how he sees everything that way. And okay. it's just, so when I'm... I saw that, I said, Rebbe, one day, one day I'm going to take you to America and I'm going to bring you there because you don't know how many people need to hear this type, uh, this your message, which is not real. He says, it's not me, it's Chazal. He goes. I've not. He goes. He goes. It's, to me, it's it's like it's pushes. Like, how could it be any other way? And and just to go through it and to reprogram. You know, still, you know, they're talking about reprogramming when it comes to the left. I right. just say when it comes to reprogramming our way of seeing the Rebbeinu Shalom in and engaging with the Rebbeinu Shalom through our unbelievable three thousand year tapestry of of Torah. It's just huge. And to to whittle it down to one way of being and to depersonalize it and to make it what it has become, unfortunately, is, is it was sad to me and really, really it was very hard for me to deal with because I said this is not it can't be. And all right, I was so, down so, first, piano, so first of all said, I, first of all I can't agree with you more. That's number one. But secondly, I felt it was important to say to you, and those of you, by the way, again, I'm going to recommend you follow Ellie Schwabel on Instagram. Follow Ellie Schwabel on Instagram. By the way, we did an actual Instagram Live conversation a few months ago, Ellie and I. Uh, we were on Instagram Live together. But anyway, the point is, the point is, when you see someone pop on and then pop off, and you're saying to yourself, oh, you know, they found this boring or they're not interested in this, you need to know that in some cases it's the exact opposite. I'm popping on. Because I want to hop whatever I can in those couple of minutes before I have to wow. have my before I have to have my foot examined. <laughs> so I want to oh, wow. I want I want to hop wow. I want to hop whatever I can in a couple of minutes. If you see me leave, it's only because either we've lost transmission <laughs> under the FDR drive, right? We've lost connection under the FDR drive, or I literally am walking in to my appointments. Just understand that it's not always oh people are on for thirty seconds and and they're bored and they're they're not interested. Sometimes they're on for thirty seconds. And they just want to hop whatever they can, because I, I I love the way you start a Monday. I don't know what you do the rest of the week. I love the way you start. A, and I've been up since 4 a.m., and I love the way you start a Monday. <laughs> so imagine I that. Start with, I start with Tavi LSM. Exactly. Tavi LSM. And, that's where I start. I'm going to start that at 9, at nine also. And, yeah, this time, that's, what, that's what's going to happen. You start a little differently because I'm going to say, I'm going to start, I'm going to talk about this interview with my <laughs> Rebbe, and he's going to be, as usual, he's going to be like, what? Really? He's so he's now that I'm back into my coffee obsession, I appreciate the way you start even more. <laughs> I, I've gone through cycles with it when it comes to coffee. So now, now that I'm back. I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you're back. Now it's that I'm a, back. A, I, you know what? The little things, nothing. The little things. <laughs> Ellie Schwabel's with us. All right, listen. I've actually left a couple of minutes to talk about the brand new single. It is called Whole With You. Whole with you. We are going to play it in its entirely. Obviously, it's a new music alert for us here at JM and the AM and the Nahum Single Network. Ellie, let me give you a chance. Explain what the single's about. What the uh, what's the story behind this song? Okay. Well, I've been writing this song for five years. Um, I went through um, a lot of. I went through challenges in my life where 
I had an existential loneliness slash depression um, on and off for a long time in my life, trying to figure myself out, which part of that was trying to, was finding my Rebbe, actually. Are you, are, you, are you using that word clinically? We always need to clarify this. Are you using that word clinically, or you're using that word with a small d? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say it with a large D. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna say it with a big D because I think it's important. That, right. That I I, I you Agreed. know I, Agreed. I really don't uh, I really don't like speaking about this, but I think it's it's important because I think people need to know that they're not alone, and that's right. part of what this song is about. Agreed. Um, and I've been sitting about it, and to be honest with you, part of it was I didn't want people to feel this to know this way. I didn't want to expose myself because you know it's very hard to. You know, it's too much. Like, nobody needs to know this. Like, it's my personal thing, and it's right. true. It is personal. But I felt that, and that's why I never released a song, um, because I was like, I can't do this. Like, you know, this, it's just, this is for me, and that's it. And then with my Rebbe, um, and going through no delicha, and having the gratitude to be alive, going through that corona, and coming out the other side, and seeing how much I needed people how clo- how much I needed my family, how much I needed, how how much I needed the people in my life, and how like how grateful I am for these people, and how I see that a big part of the loneliness uh, of of being in a situation like that is even multiplied because you don't want to talk about it. Um, I said, Ellie, you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta write the song. You gotta you gotta release the song, and 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 I had a different course. And I, I went to A.B. Rottenberg, I remember this, before Corona. And A.B. said to me, he goes, I played him the song. And he goes, Ellie, you got to give the people some hope. I mean, you go, don't end that way. You know, come on, Ellie. So I said, I said, A.B., I disagree. You have, to say, you have to tell the truth. You know, I come back, I told Ari, I said, I have a disagreement with A.B. Rottenberg. We have to be honest musically, and this is where I am. I go through Corona. I come out, I have gratitude, and I realize, oh, my goodness, how right A.B. was. And, okay, so Yomi Shechter called me out of the blue, and he says, with Shoshana, he goes, uh, Eli, I'm, I'm here with Shoshana, and we were talking about, we have this thing that we're doing for Amudim, and we were saying, who do we think we should call to do a beautiful piece? Eli Schwab. We're here, and we want to know. And I just looked up, and I said, oh, my God. Right? Wow. And I worked on the chorus, and I rewrote, and I rewrote, and I rewrote, and... I mean, it was, this is what came out of it. It's my, to me, it's the work I'm most proud of in my life. It's, you know, I'm, I'm getting calls from, from, from Hollywood. So that, that's how I know I, I did okay. <laughs> I never got that before in my life. Um, and, and, um, and, you know, I was, and Baruch Hashem, it went really, really well at Amudim. You know, I spoke to Yummy. I was speaking to Yummy. He goes, Ellie, I want you to know a big part of my success was Nachum Siegel. He goes, without him, oh my goodness, just, so I just want any, whoever whoever's listening, like I, I don't. There's no chamifa over here. This is just the truth. I didn't need to say this, but this is from Yummy Schechter's mouth. So the person, the CEO of Charity Bids, the one who ran the five million dollar Amudim uh, Amudim fundraiser, he said to me, Ellie, a big part of my success was having Nachum Siegel on board. So Nachum, wow. thank you for making a success, and thank you for presenting this song because. This new chorus of whole with you, and, I, and we are a whole together, you know, just as far as the time as well, just having such, um, 
such a divide in the country. Forget about the, the, the individual experience of this, where we have to see where we're, we're, we're isolated as well with Corona. And people are alone dealing with what I, what I had to deal with in my life. Baruch Hashem, I haven't dealt with that in a long time. Um, but the, the capital D, Baruch Hashem, right. um, I, was able to, I was able to get the right help to help me out. And I think one day I'm going to talk about that in a more serious way, because I think the Jewish community has not yet been able to discuss it in a real way. Um, and things are, you know, things are growing in that way. I think it's important that we discuss it, not for now, but whoever, whoever's going through hard times, whoever's sitting there and feels like they can't get past their inner brokenness, the things, the things that just keep on coming up, the loneliness around that is so terrible. And I went through that myself, and I want you to know to reach out, and it's okay to feel that way because everybody feels that way on some level. But don't be alone in it. Don't be alone in it. Call someone. Tell them how you feel. If you feel broken, you feel alone, say, I feel lonely. Say, we are broken. I feel broken. Say it to someone, and then you can. there's something about sharing that with someone else that allows you to need them, that's beautiful, and it's sad and painful, but it's got all of it, all the gamut of the emotions that are necessary to bring people together. And, is, and I just, I'm trying to give people that opportunity um, to, to, hear this, to hear this message. You know, without Yummy, without Yummy calling me up and saying that to me and saying, Ellie, um, you've got to, Ellie, Ellie, you've got to do the song. I would not have done it. Wow. I'd still be sitting on it because I'd just be, I'd just be like, scared to release it and because it's so personal to me. So, you know. Well, here we go. Um, here we go. We're going to yeah. play it for everybody. Whole With You. I may have said Whole With Me before at one time or another, but it's Whole With You is the song. Right. That's the single. Yeah. And and uh, Ellie Schwabel's with us live via telephone. You go and uh, prepare for your your uh, upcoming. Uh... Yeah, I'm about to make my coffee. I'm about to make my coffee. I can't wait to tell. I can't wait to tell my Rebbe about this. He's. I'm. I'm very excited. <laughs> he's gonna. He's gonna be so excited. He's like. He's like Ellie. What really? People are like. How does that work? He doesn't understand. He's just like. Because ah. to him it's just life, you know. And I said, you gotta bring. Come, 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 Rebbe. He's like, I would love to meet these people. Wow. <laughs> um, okay, Ali okay. Schwabel, I can't thank you enough. Congratulations. The brand new single is Whole with You. We're going to play it in its entirety right now. A new music alert Monday here at JM in the AM. I look forward to seeing you for a few minutes in the 9 o'clock hour, <laughs> as I told you. And uh, you'll think of me. I want a good report from the doctor today, so you'll think of me, please. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. We're all, we're all You got it. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, when you do something on a weekly basis, it's like, you know, everyone thinks it's no big deal. But I, I go in there every week hoping to hear only uh, good I've news. Nothing, you know how, you know, you know how I'm going to start every Monday morning. Come on. <laughs> no, you better tell me all I say. I'm not going to single here. Not going to single with us. <laughs> Oh boy, I'll tell you that would normally oh, no. that would that would oh, no. that, that would no, normally no, that would normally make I won't, I won't. that would normally make me log off. But now that you understand, I have no need to log off before it's necessary. <laughs> so, so it'll work out fine. Okay, welcome. Call Ellie, and thank you, Ellie Schwabel, Everybody, the brand new single "Hole with You" at JM in the AM. We are the broken people. 
That was my conversation with Ellie Schwabel, a recent guest on JM in the AM. That does it for JM Rewind. Thanks so much for tuning in. More coming up. Keep it here at the Malcolm Single Network.